Like I say, we, we heard the threats of doors being closed. So, oh, yeah. So. There's no justice like stuff. door closing justice, believe me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, gets no, I, was, I was just saying that... Um, Hang on, start again. Spurs. So, it's back to me presenting this week. Um, Craig's cried off quite late in the day. A lot of sand about this time of year, isn't there? So... Um, it's just me, Martin and Adam this week. How are we, fellas? We'll crack straight on because we're a bit behind schedule. I've uh, prepared a quiz this week and it basically got... Uh, I was thinking about things after the debacle at Buffalo with the field and the you know conditions there. So it's a little, very quick quiz about the uh, fields in the NFL. So it's three questions. Two, two straight up questions and one which we're going to bid for. So, Adam and Martin. Okay. Which team adopted the league's first non-grass pitch? Okay. Yeah, made a note one. Okay. How many oh, current round is, is someone's child screaming in the background? Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that. That'll be mine. Okay. We're all it's over a, that. that. That's the she's the reason I watched Baltimore at New England when it was on last night rather than ah. the following day. Okay, question two. How many current NFL teams use natural grass playing surfaces? The correct playing surface. <laughs> You're quite right when you say that. Um, whether I get this right or not depends on how long. Okay, we've got. I'll give you I'll give you some numbers. 15, 17, 19. 21 okay so give me the answers of question one Martin who have you got what, Philadelphia and Adam who have you got I've gone with the Houston Oilers I can tell you it's 1-0 to one of you and Adam you're right you've got a bit of an advantage there it was your your own team but you know well done and Number two. And one, of, one of the first teams playing the Dome as well, presumably. The yeah. Astros, back yeah. in the day, wouldn't it? That's, yeah, yeah, good yeah. shout. Number two. Uh, how many current NFL teams use natural grass playing surfaces? Adam, how many you got? I've gone with 15. And Martin, how many have you oh, got? 17. You're both wrong. <laughs> 19. 19 ah. teams use either a, a proper playing surface or <coughs> a half... Two, two teams who, I'll give you a bit of trivia on this, and actually about, I probably shouldn't, it might be the third question, but um, two teams in the off-season without moving stadium have switched from one to the other, one one way and one the other. There you go, impromptu little quiz off the back of this. Yeah, uh, it'll be Houston have gone from plastic to grass. No, they've gone the other way. The other way, sorry, grass to plastic and... Who, who have gone from plastic to grass? Is it the Patriots? No, the Patriots have always been grass. No. I was going to say, maybe Minnesota, because they've got the Baltimore. new stadium. Baltimore. Or, um... Baltimore, yes. Well done. Um, okay. So, Martin, you're 1-0 down. Mm-hmm. You've got to win this, but we're going to have a bid. Of those 19 teams, how many do you think you can name? Ooh. Martin, you've got first bid. Ten. Ten bid. Ten bid. Adam, can you beat 10? Yes, I think I can. I think I am going to go with 17. Woo-wee! <laughs> Martin, can you beat 17? <laughs> no, play that. No, play that. Okay. Right. Adam, you have got two minutes okay. starting now. Oh, now don't fine. worry about this, guys. Okay. I'm going to do some fancy trickery in the edit and we'll get rid of this because nobody wants to listen to two minutes of Adam working out this. So, <laughs> no. um, you've got your two minutes to 30 started. seconds. Here we go. Yeah. All right. San Diego. Oakland Raiders. Correct. Kansas City Chiefs. Correct. Denver Broncos, the whole of the AFC West, I think, are on grass. Uh, that's four. LA Rams, as of now. Um, Five. The 49ers. Correct. They play in a blend. Um, so you know. Okay. Arizona. Uh, Tennessee. You had to get that one. Two more. Pittsburgh. 
correct. Cleveland. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, correct. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, correct. Miami. Miami is correct. Carolina. Carolina is correct. This is outrageous. Chicago. Chicago Bears, correct. One Green more. Bay. Green Bay. And Green Bay. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Sorry, one more. One more. Oh, okay, Baltimore. Correct. So then. That is 17. Okay, right. I, I think... Okay, okay I've got to... I've, I've, That's outrageous. I've got all 19 in me. I've got all 19 in me. Um, Go on. Or do I? Hang on. Uh, Washington. Yep. And Philadelphia. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Play me some music. <laughs> on some levels, I'm weeks. an incredible geek. That is ridiculous. I don't know um, if it's just some levels. <laughs> yeah. um, I've got no words for that. Uh, well done. Mark. Hi, Doug. Hi, mate. I was just wondering, right, I've, I've just signed up to Twitter and I'm looking for a, a Twitter page to follow. Well, tell me what you're interested in. Well, I like American football and hardcore bants. Did you say bants? <laughs> bants with a Z, mate. Yes, ban- bants with a Z. Do you have any recommendations? I've got you covered, mate. Check out Long Snap Pod. Is it? Plenty of bands. Doug, you open up Twitter, search Long Snap Pod, and I guarantee you will have the banterous most day of your life. Cheers, bro. I'm out. All right, so that's how you can get in touch with us. Um, do that if you want. If not, don't. Um, we should talk about a few things from the week, shouldn't we, guys? I guess... Um, should we start at Kansas City, the Thursday night game? Seems a long time ago. Um, Very long time ago, yeah. It was. But before <laughs> before Martin or I say anything, you had a go at me on the last pod for talking about the Kansas City Chiefs without giving you the chance to start. Yeah, but, that, but um, I wasn't so presenting I, that one. Well, if you're going to nitpick. Okay, I'll pick nits. Um, yet again, the Chiefs win a game just doing the bare minimum. I mean, they're like... Uh, they're like that annoying kid at school that was really good at everything, despite the fact that they just dicked around all the time. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Martin? Yeah, good. <laughs> what what one you referring to? <laughs> um, yeah, they. I mean, they 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 just do enough, and they got out to a lead in the second half. They looked quite vulnerable, but the defense then stepped stepped up, and and it was all okay again. Uh, I don't. I, we're almost, I, I would say we're pretty much nailed on for a bye at the moment, if you look at the remaining fix, fixtures. But I think we're going to be one and done in the playoffs. I don't know I, if you will Kansas, be. Kansas is a tough place to go. If you, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's, that, that, that's the thing that, and you've got, or Kansas have got um, a number of very special players on that D. Uh, you know, the, the emergence of Tyreek Hill at receiver gives that offence a bit of a spark they've not had probably since Jamal Charles was fit and uh, running well. But getting Houston back has made the world of difference. D Ford is obviously still getting sacks, but you've got getting pressure from the front. You've got a couple of quality corners. I don't know what the status was with um, Derek Johnson. Got injured, didn't he? Yeah, he's done. Uh, we've been working out some oh. washed-up bums, James Laurinaitis and a couple of players like that. Oh. You know. <clears throat> uh, it's not a great situation, but... There's still still some talent on the D left. One thing I I thought was strange in that game was Alex Smith. With you will call him the dictionary definition of average and everything else and steady Eddie all the analogies under the sun for how vanilla he always is. But I saw in that game him being absolutely brilliant and terrible at different times. Um, it was a strange one. They seem to isn't that what do average things players do stuff. Well, aren't average players less likely to throw the deep bomb frequently, and but also less likely to throw interceptions? I, I would say and make that mistakes. An average player has the capacity both. to do the sublime, but also the ridiculous. And they sort of over the year have a median where it's just like pretty, pretty normal. But I think in in Smith's case, he 
he's more reliable. He's less, well, I, I would tend to think, he's less likely to make that silly mistake, but also less likely to produce magic when it's really needed. Um, but he, as I say, that Thursday night game, he seemed to he seemed to show both, which I don't know if that's yeah, an encouraging he, sign or not. He's always struck me as a QB that didn't feel like he had a massive ceiling, but the floor wasn't particularly low. So you'd yeah. always get something in a range that is not spectacular, but not terrible. But now he's got a couple of pieces around him. Kelsey um, is obviously get, getting back to, to form. He had a bit of a, a slow start this year. Um, he seems to be getting back into it. But, I mean, it, it really does seem that Tyreek Hill is the, it's the spark in the offence, despite being, by all accounts, one of the worst human beings to ever grace the earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, questionable he, individual, but a hell of a player. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dick, isn't he? Fully, yeah. uh, he's a proper, proper dick, but, you know, talented though, so we can forgive him any number of sins, can't we? Exactly, yeah. If he hadn't been talented, he'd have been cut ages ago, like the guy in the, uh, at the Rams who parked in the wrong spot. Do one, pal. You're, you, you're, not, you're, you're not talented enough, but uh, yeah. Sorry, Gil, well, welcome to the that. NFL. Where do, we stand on the, um, where do we stand on the Raiders now, then? I, don't, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, aren't they? Um, they've got. No, I, 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 I still think they they look like they've got again, much like Kansas, all the pieces. Whether or not Derek Carr, I mean, he he was the problem in that game because what was wrong with his little finger and you know the the glove and throwing the ball, he looked a bit wayward and didn't look right as a as a result of an injury. How long lasting that is? Does that affect him down the stretch? But if he can get back to form. Get Crabtree back involved, Amari Cooper. That's a you know an offense that I think is um, enough to to sort of worry people in the playoffs. Okay, let's with move. Khalil Mack on the other side of the ball, he's going to get well the opportunity to make the odd mistake here and there when yeah. you've got a player playing that well on defense, just creating turnovers plural every single game. Yeah, let, let's move away from the Chiefs and uh, go to another AFC West team. And I promise you, we're not. We're not just talking about our own teams this week. The you know the, the Tennessee Titans are relevant, and they had a statement win over the uh, over the Broncos this week. How's the blood pressure, Adam? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what that the end of that game. I mean, the NFL does this though anyway. It doesn't have to even doesn't have to be that great a game for the neutral. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, you're you're bricking it. Um, We've seen to the Titans seem to have made a habit recently of having a bit of a lead and not really putting teams away. And the same thing happened on Sunday. But yes, absolutely, statement win. The defense stepped up, where the offense sort of disappeared in the second half, partly because of it. again this thing of complaining too conservatively, not doing the things that have got you the lead in the first place. Saying, "Well, we we don't want to lose. Um, we're just going to run the ball, even though it's got predictable." Mariota only had six completions in the game and only threw for 80 yards. Yet they still won. The defence somehow kept the Broncos out of the end zone for the whole game except once, and it was enough. And I, I think both teams can be... Do you deserve to lose if you've only conceded 13 points? Really, you've got to be asking your offence to do more and, and put some points on the board. By all accounts, Simeon had a numbers-wise quite a few yards through the air but they just didn't convert it and then punch it in and their running game has just gone right downhill and if you can sign force it and and get him to actually do something then well well i mean well, the first thing the, he did was fumbled the ball um, the, 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 the a, a gary kubiak offense though is is a as we've seen at both baltimore and and denver and even the texans before that really revolves around the stretch run doesn't it off tackle um and if you haven't got running backs that can do that then it does it you know it it prevents you from running the bootlegs and it prevents you from running the play action down the field pass that you know Simeon needs because he's not that he's not a a, a steady eddy quarterback is he so i mean they i would expect just i i would expect the broncos to probably go running back in the draft there's a couple coming out i think that that could fit the bill. And if they get a run game that can actually help them, then Simeon is enough. But unless they do, it's probably not going to be. Look, well, look for him to draft a big right tackle and the running back in the first couple of rounds. 
No, he he would probably give his right bollock for JHI at the moment. Oh yeah, because in that in in that the, the zone type of blocking scheme that the Miami are running, they've found the right running back in JHI, and that he is exactly what Denver would want. I think the Miami offensive line is better than Denver's, but he is the back that I, was, I think Kubiak would be. I was going would be desperately after. Just just to move on to another of our teams, the the Dolphins. I noticed that Kenyon Drake was getting a lot of action in sort of key moments in in overtime it was all Kenyon Drake why, why do you think that is Martin is he is he more of a passing threat I've not really watched enough of the Dolphins to really understand yeah I that. mean uh, I think it was that he is more of a, a third down type back that that one that you get the screen pass to I also with Matt Moore coming in the players that are going to be more familiar with Matt Moore are going to be the twos and threes we know Matt's more comfortable with Kenyon so let's go with the, the offensive scheme we know. And I think that may have played played into it a bit. Cool. Um, it's, dif- it's difficult to make those kind of changes on the fly in the middle of a game. You'll yeah. know more about that next week when they've had a, a week to prepare for Matt Moore starting rather than Tannehill. I mean, we've made it nearly 20 minutes into this podcast and we haven't talked about the big, the big issue. Big Jeff's gone. He's gone. He's out. <laughs> One game too early in my opinion. Yeah, I know exactly. He could have. He was one away from the record, and and I wonder if this is going to. That be was what... mean. Stopping him getting that record, wasn't it? It was. That, that was just. That was cruel. He'll get a job and, somewhere else. And and you, you keep seeing people banging on about. Well, he only signed his extension, or it was only released that it happened. But that, as I understand it, that extension was signed in the preseason, but only leaked in the last couple of three weeks, which made it sound like the organisation was backing him at a point where it seemed a very odd decision. Um, you know, the team wasn't doing very well, playing absolutely atrociously. And then it was, you know, it leaked out somehow that he'd signed this two year extension. But that was apparently way before the, the start of the season. But I also wonder if it's going to start the dominoes falling. Now there's a, a viable coach on the market. Yeah, does, there. Gus, <laughs> does, does Gus Bradley and, you know, some of the other people that are, you know, bound to get the chop at some point. Get um, you know, start going about now, and it, it starts that. Um, Gus, that Gus Bradley's not going thing. anywhere. He's got photos of someone. <laughs> he's definitely like he's not like how that dude hasn't been sacked yet is beyond me. But look for the Rams to probably find someone with a bit of um, quarterback whisperer about them to try and salvage this absolute train crash that is uh, Jared Goff at the moment. Just, just a word. Just a, I'll say something slightly positive about Jeff Fisher because. He's I'm looking forward he very to this. Not your team covered himself. <laughs> he did. And he, he's not covered himself in a lot of glory the last few years, obviously. And he's become a bit of a laughing stock. I just think he hasn't moved with the times. It's it's a bit like Woolworths or BHS who've disappeared because they've they're doing the same things that worked in the nineteen eighties. I just think that's kind of how Jeff Fisher has gone. Um with Tennessee, he did incredible things with them. He did incredible things with that defense for a long time. Um, maybe he was always a, a defensive coordinator and not much more than that. But, you know, he's, he's not helped himself with his reputation since the move to St. Louis and then L.A. Um, but, you know, in his, on his day, he did some superb things. And I just don't want that to be forgotten. Yep. Uh, it's it's funny you should say that. Last night I was on the Mallover podcast and we were talking about my other team that I love, the Northampton Saints and their rugby team, and they're in pretty much a similar situation where they've had a coach for a long time and it's nothing's moved forward. And it, it seems to be that you're right. Jeff Fisher hasn't moved forward. His methods are the same, and he's got the same offense. Tries to do the same thing, but the NFL is a very different place than when he was at the Titans and winning. I- yeah, I feel one of the problems he's got and one of the areas that is perhaps now more important for a head coach than than it was is being a little bit more media savvy, being personable, being that kind of the figureheads and spokesperson for the organisation that he just come across as a, just a knobhead. You know, he, he was very dour, he was very dry. You know, Belichick's probably no better, but at least there, there, there's something about the, the, you know, his kind of, he's almost like a Boris Johnson kind of caricature, isn't he? But I it's wonder all right if, if you're winning, lack of media savvy. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that is one of the, the big things that, that mm. makes a difference, isn't it? And unfortunately, Jeff's, as we know, in his record states, has lost far more than uh, 
than most other coaches that have uh, had an opportunity to to pick up a clipboard. Moving on, um, we've had a question from one of our listeners. Uh, his name's Jan. I'm not going to uh, attempt to pronounce his second name. It's utterly, utterly ridiculous. Um, Jan, if you can, if you can tweet us with the phonetic pronunciation of your name, that would be really great. But he has asked. Well, he's he's told us that we need to stop rating Atlanta so much and start rating Detroit and Tampa instead. Um, where do you stand on that uh, question or statement from Mister? Whatever his surname is, Tampa. I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with him on Tampa. They're, they're a genuine surprise. Detroit. I'm, 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 I can't get too excited about them. Nine I'm, I'm not right massively. Ex- oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think the Packers are, are getting hot now, aren't they? Aaron Rodgers looks like he's hitting form. He still looks like he's got a couple of gammy legs. Whether it's one calf's gone, one hamstring's gone, but he still looks, you know, in better shape than Matthew Stafford, who can't throw with a, a glove on, which is a seemingly a bit of a problem. The biggest problem Detroit have now got is their schedule. Mm. They're at the Giants this week and at the Cowboys and then home to the Packers on the final final week, and which, which will probably, probably be a win-and-in game. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the Packers, I can see the Lions losing those two and the Green Bay Packers having all the momentum and stealing their playoff spot from underneath them. And that would be a shame yeah, because they're only two games back, aren't they? Th- that'd be a shame because that is a husk of a Packers team, isn't it? They're not, they're not the same. I'm, so I think the, the Packers defense has been playing a bit better than than really. I think they've been getting a, an awful lot of credit for the, the last three three games. I don't think they've conceded very many many points, have they? Is it like ten, ten, and fourteen or something? So they've probably conceded less in three weeks than Seattle did the other week. It's you know they've got kind of flown under the radar you know with with Matthews coming back and you know a couple of bits on that um, in that secondary being a bit you know a bit sturdy a bit short shored up I, I think that you know and I think they're getting a bit more protection from the offense but yeah I, 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 I you know back to the question I think Tampa Bay looked good Doug Martin getting back you know famous Jameis is he's hot and cold but he, he you know he finds ways to win games and I think, is it five on the bounce now that Tampa Bay have won? And the last time they did that, it was uh, 2002. Right, I'm going to drop you a stack pack. Tough games as well. There's the stack pack, Tim, for Martin. Um, Yeah, yeah, really (laughs) tough games. And you say about Doug Martin, here's another stack pack. And he was uh, averaging the lowest yards per carry of any running back in the NFL last week. I don't think he did much to improve that this week. So, uh, under three yards a carry. He's back yeah. though. Uh, well, he's, he's, giving, he's giving them more options. Yeah, and, and Chris Sims or Charles Sims, sorry, Charles is, Sims. is back. Chris Sims would yeah. not be playing well Chris at running back at the moment. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah. Chris Probably. Sims were the you know one of the left-handed quarterbacks out there, and there aren't, weren't many of them. Aren't many of them? Um, but he just looked like he was actually right-handed. I don't know what was going <laughs> on with him. Yeah, his old man just told him he was left-handed. So there's, there's, there's the answer to your question, Jan. Um, we do go on about Atlanta. They are very, very good though. And and they showed that this week again. Well, they did because Julio Jones goes out injured before the game starts, turf toe, and who knows how long that's going to linger for. And up steps, you know, Gabriel Robinson and all these other players. That and Sanu's out as well, isn't he, with an injury? So you lose your one and two receiver, and yet still the offense can produce. You know, you're thinking, Jesus, what? Maybe you know, Matty Ice is the real deal, and and people aren't giving him quite as much credit as they they should. Maybe. It's not Julio carrying him; it's the other way around. Last year, they were talking about having to move on from Matt St- uh, from Matt Ryan, you know, because he was throwing yeah, a lot which, of interceptions. It's just, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, he, he had a poor year by his standards, but I, you know, I think that now he's shown that you know he's he's probably another name being banded around in the MVP race, isn't he? Okay, so let's talk about it: the London games. The London games? <laughs> Apparently there's some games going on in London. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I, th- I, I watched it on Facebook Live. Or was it Facebook Live? Right. Couple, the, the... couple that to the fact that you ma- managed to name all 19 teams that play on natural grass surfaces. You need to be doing something else in your life, mate. Have you played, played golf or anything or...? You know, anything else. <laughs> Take up competitive eating. I don't know. Do something. But Jesus, watching that on Facebook Live. 
I I knew it. Alice, was... edited because you never know. Yeah. Microphone head. No, it was uh, Neil Reynolds. Neil Reynolds with uh, uh, Jason Bell. He's a Brit baller, by the way. Brit baller. <laughs> he was there with his clipboard. He Neil Reynolds got to announce what the games were, and yeah, so they had him in a room filming him talk. Anyway, uh, talk about what... edited to save Dougie's job again. Uh, um. But you know, it's he had four games to announce. That's what we've got. Um, I don't mind it. I've not got. I mean, I'm not going to be the person that whinges about not getting the Patriots against the Packers or you know the the Steelers against I don't know the Seahawks or whatever. But we're getting four games. Ten, eleven years ago, we had none, and this is. This is to me a fantastic thing. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's interesting how they've spread it out as well. We've got games, a game in week three, a game in week four, so we've got back to back games there. Then we get a couple of weeks off, and then it's um, weeks seven and eight, isn't it? Back to back again. So so we've got two games on the bounce, a bit of a gap, yeah. and then two games on the bounce again. And the then first the first two, at, yeah. So yeah, the first yeah. two at Wembley, and then then Twickenham for the the second two, which is obviously a nod forward to. Maybe how they might work things if a if a franchise comes over here. Well, I think it's all just pretense until Spurs grounds built, isn't it? And then they'll play them all there. Spurs have obviously got um, two games uh, per year going forward for, for I don't think it's about five years or whatever they're contracted for. So whether or not having two at Wembley and two at Twickenham is they'll look and see which one's fin- financially most viable, and then. The other one gets kicked to the curb and those two games go to White Hart Lane. So if Wembley turns out to be financially more viable and they fill the place, they'll have two at White Hart Lane, two at Wembley and, and Twickenham can do one. And then they'll you know, maybe mix and match between it. But um, one of the things I was going to say about the games, and I know a lot of people have gone, oh, you're getting some, some sort of dross teams coming over. But just because they're not good teams doesn't mean you don't get good games. There's not always a correlation between how good the team is as to how good the game you get is going to be. And you know some of the other games we've had that where, in theory, a good team has been here have been absolutely terrible. Unless it's Cleveland. The, the other, well, I mean, the, the other thing on that is a lot happens in the NFL in a year. And these games are always announced around this time of year, aren't they? So you know, 10, 11 months before the teams come over. You don't, Things change so so quickly. A good draft from one team, they can be, you know, I mean, the the Titans last year versus the Titans this year. Um, for an obvious example, close to my heart, but that that's not an isolated thing. It's not the case in the NFL that the same teams are always strong or always weak. It's it's sometimes impossible to say that the Vikings and the Browns will be terrible. Um, the Vikings, the Vikings could be decent, and the Browns might be with a couple of decent picks and a you know a decent touch with new coach if he can stick it if he stops crying. Um, they might not be bad. I mean, you you can say you can argue the case for anybody. Um, it's not I like re- I remember a couple of years ago when um, you looked at the schedule um, or the the the, the, the games of uh, that were coming over here, and it turned out that I think Jacksonville versus Buffalo probably was the most interesting of the bunch because at the time Blake Bortles was playing really well Shady McCoy was playing well and you think well hang on a minute these are actually two pretty interesting relevant teams and turns out you know the Colts come over and you think well you know if if luck's not on form that defense is terrible it it really can go from you can go from zero to hero and and the other way like you say in the space of 12 months it doesn't take much in you know for for the Jags to, you know, if they, if they, you know, they could end up with someone, you know, Jay Cutler or whoever, Tony Romo, goes there with those young receivers. All of a sudden, that you know, pieces on defense that could be a, a completely different proposition to a, a Blake Bortles led team. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you've got to wait until a little bit nearer the time before you can judge whether or not you're going to get a get an interesting game or not. But you can't wait until nearer the time if you're looking to renew your season tickets. Now, if you're looking to do that, you've got to do that on Thursday morning. Yeah. Which this, this is the bit that gets my goat because they haven't announced... Okay, they haven't announced the dates of the games, but they've said, okay, the first two at Wembley will be either way around. 
the second two at Twickenham will be either way around fine. But they haven't announced the kickoff times. So if I want to take my five-year-old son, he came, he went to one of the games last year at Wembley and loved it. If I want to take him on a Sunday, on a school night, and I don't know if the games are going to be 1.30, 2.30 or 6 p.m., and I'm deciding whether to renew my season ticket on Thursday without knowing that, I've either got to gamble or tell him he's not going next year. Now, I, 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 thought, there was, I thought there was noise that they were they they weren't a, the NFL wasn't a fan of the early kickoffs. Yeah, they're not going to do I the early. Is that the <clears throat> what other reasons they've got for that? I also don't. Well, I think they want to make them in line with the six o'clock kickoffs, don't they? Why? Why? Do, why do they need to do that? What? What? What's the problem with having that early game over there? Advertising dollars. Surely they can make more money by having more slots to show games in. Uh, advertisers will pay more in, in at the early evening slot than they will at nine in the morning, especially. How how does that they the the audience is smaller? They then they only get the game in that media market of the team that are coming over here. Listen, mate, versus... there's, there's people paid a lot more than you and I to make these kind of decisions, and I reckon they know. A, bit more about it than we do and they're, they're, they won't be doing it for any other reason than the bottom line of a spreadsheet yeah and whether I, I, or not, not some, sure. some of it's logistics as well I mean obviously you've got to take time differences for the players coming over and they've tried various things that they you know some of them come over a few days before some of them literally come over like on the Friday don't bother trying to adjust their body clocks at all play the game and get out of town on the fly on a Sunday as well so it's you know I wonder if the logistics is playing a bit but most teams, the feedback I've heard, um, well, secondhand, whatever, but the teams actually prefer the early kickoffs. It means they can get back on a plane sooner. They actually arrive back in America about the same sort of, if they're on the East Coast anyway, about the same sort of time than if they were playing a normal road game. And they're, well, generally have had a bye week, except the Colts didn't this year, which is interesting. Then they, got... they came back and won the following week. Yeah, and then they get back about the same time, which means they've got plenty of time to go out, beat their wives up, take loads of drugs and get pissed and drive. But, I mean... You've got to they... shoot yourselves in a nightclub as well. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. My, my bad. <laughs> Even if they... Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going at this one because it's just... I... Well, you can tell, but even if they've decided that 6pm is the way forward, then there's no coordination with the announcements. The whole thing's a bit disjointed. I'm not blaming NFL UK for this because no, they blame NFL UK. It's almost certainly there. No, I, 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 I would love to, but I'm I'm blaming the the NFL across the pond for this, really, because the NFL UK can only do what they what they can get away with or what they're told. More to the point. So you think they've made the a little bit early? You you think they've they've just shot their bolt uh, a touch early? If they'd have just held on to it for a couple yeah. of weeks, all, all they're trying to do is get this ahead of Christmas, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying to get this announcement out and get the tickets bought before Christmas. Goes on this and, tax year, you know, But the but the and whole the thing merchandise and everything else that you can now get behind and get excited about those tickets and and everything else that that's you know bound to have played a, a factor into it. But yeah, they they have maybe gone well. You well, can't get your ducks in line, Fine. and then tell me what time it's going to be on, and still expect me to weigh out, you know, a hundred pound a ticket or whatever it can be. Does seem a, you know, a bit rich. Well, I'm only interested. Also, why in was the, the Saints? Game, so. Why was the Saints Dolphins game announced a couple of months ago? Before the rest of them, I mean, it, it's not a, that's not a big issue, but it, that that seems seems odd to me. It seems the whole thing. Because British bit, fans don't know what like they're doing. And, you know, British fans don't know anything about the NFL. And we can just tell them, oh, we could tell them the Zipzorps are playing the Gliblobs and uh, 80,000 people will show up to Wembley and buy a T-shirt. You know, that's all they're interested in. I just feel that the whole... It's as if there's a bit of news. Yeah, we're going to try and prepare as best we can, but the the whole thing needs a bit more preparation. You've got to sell the whole package. You can't put tickets on sale for games you don't even know what day they're going to be let alone time um you, you can because they sell them out every time yeah well, exactly it's, it's it's anyway boys we, we we've we've covered that fairly in depth um is there anything else you want to talk about in the nfl this week well i mean the only thing we didn't mention is, is the teams that that are coming over and we're, we're getting three new teams that we've not not seen before so we've not seen the cardinals the browns or the ravens over here so I wouldn't have thought that 
any of those have particularly big followings in the UK. I know that the Dolphins have got quite a you know a high uh, high fan base here, and there seem to be an awful lot of Vikings fans as well. From I remember the when the Vikings were last over at Wembley, there seemed to be a, a good number of them. But, I think uh, a lot of them came from Scandinavia. Um, quite possibly, what, yeah. What I gather, yeah, a, yeah. for obvious reasons. Um, Ge- genuinely, I, you're not just being racist. I wasn't Again. just being... <laughs> Not from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all came over with the horns pointing out of their head. Yeah. Um, uh, Raping and pillaging. Eating their herring, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever stereotypes you can come up with. <laughs> anyway, no, um, no, anything else news-wise or should we move on? The only other bit news-wise was Harry Douglas is a dirty bastard. Ah, we, no yeah, ifs, right, no okay. buts. Harry Douglas is a cunt. <laughs> wow. Hang on. I, I can't really defend the hit, other than say it was a legal hit, but you don't do that. I mean, you, there's, it's unnecessary. Yeah. I, well, I think I that then by, by, by default makes it illegal, doesn't it? Because there, there, there is a penalty of unnecessary roughness. And it, it seemed to be at least away from the play, not involved in anything. So I don't even think you can defend it by saying it's legal. Hitting someone in the knees is a part of the game and can be okay. But when and where he did it and how he did it isn't. Right. And it is a penalty. And that's, you know, bang out of order. Listen, listen up. I, th- I listen think up. The, no, I was, sorry, I was, sorry, sorry. Right. They're playing football, right? They're on the same field together. Protect yourself at all times, head in a swivel. Lesson one, when you first get to a football field. Yeah, I think once the whistle's blown, though, and you're expecting the play to be over, I don't know... Was well, the whistle that's... blown? I didn't know that. Sorry. It was, that... It was... I, I'm talking about the fact that he's he's gone low, rather than oh, the, if... the fact that the ball's nowhere near him. Doesn't uh, but matter. He, no, I, can't, like... I can't defend him. No, if you get, I, no I'm, not... I'm sorry. If you're on the football field... Um, you should be expecting somebody to hit you low at all times. You should be, getting, should be expecting to get him blindsided at all times. You you just need to have more about you. The problem is in the NFL, a lot of players take plays off, don't they? Wide receivers take running plays off. It was always something when I played that if I if there was a running play going the opposite side, I always made sure I blocked my receiver or my cornerback. Sorry, players take plays off, and he got caught out because he was not concentrating. Yeah, the 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 issue for me isn't. And don't you ever where it was on the. Sorry, and don't and Martin never ever call another player on an American football field dirty. Some of the shit I've seen you get away with, <laughs> namely headbutting. Yeah, and I got uh, fucking ejected twice head, twice this year. Exactly, for, 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 head headbutting you know, a female player in the tits it. would be my favourite. It was the throat, actually, not the tits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the other question is: Would you have reacted in the same way as Akib Talib? He's a dick. I'd like to think I could He's have a dick. done. <laughs> I like to. I like to think I could have just taken a number down and made sure that for the rest of the day that Harry Douglas got a hell of a time. You know, you, you to the point where you're going right. Like, we're gonna, you know, any time that he gets anywhere near the pile, he's just gonna get dragged into it and and you know, given a bit of a, a kick in at every opportunity. But that's what I'd like to think I'd do. The reality is that yeah, I probably would have. You've probably like, done the same thing. Well, I'd have lost my shit as well seeing someone do you that. See, that's, and... this is the thing for me is drop drop a. I mean, you can say it again, Doug, if you like. Defensive players are idiots, or drop an old uh, old soundbite of you uh, saying it before because it seems to be every week. Um, but uh, put your brain in gear. That's the sort of thing that should motivate your entire defense to hit not just Harry Douglas but everybody a lot harder for the rest of the game. What he's done, he's just shot his load early. He's just thrown a few punches, got everyone involved, and all that happens then is it kind of blows over. A few plays later, you've you've got that out of your system. If you're if you want to harness that, get your whole defense to defend the guy that's been. Well, I mean, luck, luckily for him, not seriously hurt, and he's back in the game. But harness that, target Harry Douglas, target everyone else on that team, hit them harder for the rest of the game. And yeah, make, well, it, well, make it actually. When you, when you lay the them team. out, you, you you say thank Harry for that. And when you blow yeah. him up, light him up over the middle, thank Harry for that. And the cubes get yeah. scraped off the floor, thank Harry for that. And they, so yeah. what, what's he what's he achieved off after the play? All he's achieved is a fifteen yard penalty against his team, and then they've just all got it out of their system, and then 
two plays later, the game's just carried on as if nothing's happened. Defensive players are idiots. There you go. That's yeah. what I wanted to hear. Uh, it's time for this. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> a new one. <laughs> uh, fancy corner chaps. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, well, you begin with if you had Lev Bell on your team, you won this week. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Or the Atlanta defense. What was that about? Thirty something points for the Atlanta defense. That's incredible. Just, just shy of points for uh, for Lev Bell, wasn't it? I mean, I think he probably broke 50, comfortably broke fifty if you had him in PPR format. But yeah. yeah, if you if you had him, you won this week. No, no doubt. There's there's always one performance a year, isn't there? That's like that. The 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 sort of forty. 40 odd points. You remember the Mike Vick, the Mike Vick game where he scored 50. Yeah. yeah. And didn't pay Manning when he threw seven TDs and, you know, not, not was it in 13 when he had his big year, he had a couple of 40 yeah. plus games and you're thinking, Jesus. I, I like the opening day or something, wasn't it? He, yeah. That's right, that's yeah. yeah. You, you do expect these players to have some, you know, the superstars to have these days every now and again, but I'd say the biggest story was probably Bilal Powell and Carlos Hyde, 20, 29 and 26 points, respectively, you know. Bilal Powell, 29 points. Let me say that again. Bilal Powell, 29 points. Yeah, when you're playing a defence that's tanking, you're going to score points. Nobody nobody told Powell and Hyde that they're meant to be losing this game to get the... Yeah, really weird game, that. Really weird game, because we were all ripping Craig, weren't we, at half-time, saying that the Jets are the worst Yeah, it looked like, yeah. Exactly. It really did. And you're thinking, oh my God, how bad must you be to be getting bummed by the 49ers? <laughs> and yet they've managed to, the 49ers even managed to fuck that up, which, mm. you know, is testament just to what an absolute shower of shit they are. But obviously one of the reasons that Bilal Powell got the, the chance is um, Forte um, getting hurt. And, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what the, the update is with him as to whether because it looked like he was having a pretty reasonable season so far, but yeah, now Bilal Powell's the the number one back there. I think he's um, probably got the the remainder of the season. And I, I think if if you've got Bilal Powell and you picked him up as a bit of a handcuff, you're you're laughing at the moment. Pretty low scoring week all round for quarterbacks. Only three quarterbacks breaking twenty. I'm not sure how many times that's happened this year, but that seems incredibly low. Cold weather's really kicking in now. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, some snow games about just December football, as it should be. Yeah. More on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So running backs become even more important. So that if you were relying on um, Matt Forte, chances are you're going to struggle for the rest, the remainder of your playoff run. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it is something that, that, that maybe we don't talk about or think about quite so much when we come to draft our teams everyone goes on about the the value of running backs obviously they get their touches they get involved you know that your number a starting running back is going to get 10 15 touches a game or if you're Lev Bell something like 40 touches in a game so you know with those opportunities come points and receivers don't always work like that but now you're getting to the back end of the season where it's playoff time fantasy wise if you haven't got that Bell Cow running back, you know, genuine number one, not in a committee, then you're probably going to struggle to um, to take home a title. Well, Bilal Powell only owned in uh, 47% of leagues at the moment, so chances are he's on your waiver wire, so you might have, a, might have to have a look there. He could uh, carry you to a title. Um, anything else fantasy-wise you want to talk about, guys? It's getting trickier and trickier to talk about fantasy at the moment. We've only... Four players left in most leagues. And by the way, if you're playing yeah, fantasy the, up to week 17, your league is a joke. The, uh, um, well, yeah, go on. The, the, the other um, running back, I was going to say, obviously Melvin Gordon went down. Maybe he's... Uh, I think the report is that um, he's not as serious... Well, I think they're hoping he's not seriously hurt. I think that was the initial report. I think he's having an MRI to, to confirm that. But... I mean, they must have got some, was it some geezer called Farrow or something like that off the street to uh, to come in and play running back at San Diego. So, you know, he might be someone else if, if Gordon's going to miss any any amount of time. That, that there's another running back that 
that might be worth um, slotting in. I would, I would not. Uh, he's not going to be uh, going to be taken up in very many leagues. That's for certain. No, and I'm, I'm amazed on the, the charges of. Sorry, just on the Melvin Gordon point, he did the splits the wrong way, didn't he? Which is, I think, what the problem was. Yeah, it, yeah, oh. it's like a, a hip or yeah. something like that. An, an angry-looking injury. Sorry, Adam, go on. Yeah, the, it's amazing the Chargers have been as competitive as they have, considering the injuries they've had this year. I can't, I couldn't believe. I mean, there was Bosa as well. Okay, doesn't really affect fantasy, but you know the level of, as as you say, having to pick up running backs that you've never heard of. To, to come in. I mean, Danny Woodhead seems a distant memory from a few years ago, doesn't he? But he was he was on their team at the start of the year. Receivers, Keenan, Keenan Allen, just I mean, the list goes on. Poor yeah, poor, poor charges, really. Because I think they've had more players put on IR than any other team, haven't they? I think it's something like more than fifteen players. I think they had seventeen injuries, there. didn't they, at the weekends, yeah. So it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Well the other, the only other thing I was going to say was you sort of touched on it. Um, I'm in the four different leagues I'm in, the variety of strange playoff formats that we seem to have. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, two out of the four, we've got the championship game and week 17. Leave that league yeah, immediately. It, it is a joke. That commissioner needs firing. Yeah, leave it. That's just a terrible, terrible... Like, I think the we one made season that I should have won first. The one season I should have won the league, we had a week 17 final and I lost because all of my players were being rested. And it would have been the Dougie Andrews trophy if not for that. Instead of the Martin Brown. Maybe, maybe it's not what, such a bad thing. Um, um, what's it called now, Doug? Sorry, what's It's the... called the I Would Rather Grow a Second Arsehole Than Tell You What the Name of the Trophy Is Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Catchy. Uh, yeah, let's leave it there. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs>
Um, the missus' birthday this weekend, and she's a lucky girl, so she may get treated to uh, the local uh, cinema to to go and watch uh, Star Wars with me. Nicely done. Um, Smooth operator. Yeah, yeah, she's a lucky lady. <laughs> she is very lucky. She doesn't, I don't think she actually knows how lucky she is. No, and she probably never will. Uh, yeah, Adam. Probably not. I'm going to talk about another fantastic gift, but on the recipient of this, to, to my wife for buying me an advent calendar with 24 bottles of beer in it. Now, it's forget Christmas. I don't, I don't care what I get for Christmas. Although, you know, to go up against Mark and all his Christmas misery, I am starting to, to feel a bit festive. Uh, but an advent calendar with 24 different craft beers from around the world is going to do that. Now, tonight, I'm a couple of days behind, but I'm drinking... Uh, now, this might be Jan's surname. I'm not sure. Nonya or Pale Ale from Norway. Was I being racist just then? Against again. The Scandinavians? Again. Again, yeah. yeah. Okay, You're well, going to get this podcast okay. shut down, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Jan. And he's probably from Milton Keynes or somewhere, isn't he? Rather than Norway. But his... Yeah. Uh, his beer and all the other beers I've had have been absolutely superb and I've loved it. And there's a positive bit of any other business. Amazing. Cheers. Amazing. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to keep it. We're just getting to witness alcoholism at work. Is that, that pretty much yeah. what it, what it is? <laughs> Essentially. What, what do you go down a slippery slope of uh, midweek drinking one month? So, you know, people most of the time try and stop drinking for a month, but you're going to go, no, I'm actually going to have beer every day. Every for day. A month. So, well, yeah. it hasn't. It hasn't worked because this is a. This is from like door ten or something. Oh, right. But yeah, um, and then yeah, you have to catch up, and next thing you know, you're driving to work tomorrow morning, and uh, blue lights behind you because you've uh, <laughs> swerved a little bit too much. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, well, that that's... was a thought. You wake up in the morning and you open the door of your advent calendar, don't you? And yeah, it's well. That sounds you, nice. You used to wank a bit of chocolate, but oh, let me go. Have a, yeah. some seven percent proof beer. That yeah, be. wicked <laughs> with my, my cornflakes. Um, I'm going to talk about Harvester, primarily the not combine, uh, the restaurant. Um, me and the wife went for breakfast this morning at Harvester. It's some amount of money for uh, whatever you want for breakfast. Now, on the face of it, that sounds like a wonderful, wonderful idea. You get, you go out, you have a nice, nice hearty breakfast, and it costs you some money. You can, I mean, and you can have anything you want. Um, bre- breakfast, particularly full English breakfasts, are a very personal thing. Now, I like poached eggs, but I like poached eggs done within sort of a, a thirty-second window. So between three minutes, between three minutes and three and a half minutes, at a push, four minutes, depending on the size of the egg. So I say to the waitress... Is that the length of this any other business? No. Or, uh, or is well, that just the length of the, the poached egg cooking? It depends how much you're going to interrupt me, really. <laughs> so, as I was saying, I like my eggs done particular, in a particular way. So th- I send the waitress away, um, and she comes back and she places my breakfast in front of me, and it's a, a, a very appetising-looking breakfast. The eggs look perfectly done. I t- as I normally do, I like to start with a sausage, bit a bit of beans, just to get the juices flowing. So I put the beans into my mouth, stone cold now. The eggs look perfect. So I, I call the waitress over and say, can you take this back? The eggs are a joke. They're, they're a joke, love. Take them back. So she takes them back. She goes, don't worry. Yeah, we'll get it sorted. So I'm anticipating, like, scrape the beans off the plate into a bowl. 30 seconds, bit of gob, put them back on the plate. Back out to me, nice hot beans, piping hot with my breakfast. No, I waited 10 minutes. A completely fresh breakfast came out with some of the worst poached eggs I've ever eaten in my life. I'm not joking. These were essentially cooked long enough so that the egg white had enough surface tension not to just drizzle all over the plate, and then the yolk was barely yellow. I I was so furious about it that I couldn't eat the rest of the breakfast. I just looked at it. Harvester, up your egg game because you're ruining it. You're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> but equally, I'm, I'm very much in the camp. Unless I'm paying a small fortune, I'm never sending food back. Because don't fuck with the people that serve you food. That's just you're yeah. not not gonna get anything. Because I know what I'd be like if I worked in the kitchen. I know exactly the sort of things I'd be doing, and it's exactly what the dirty master. <laughs> so short of it costing me literally an arm and a leg, I'll suffer most terrible foods that come out the first time because you don't want it ever 
when it comes back. Couldn't to disagree. Two. Couldn't disagree more. Couldn't I, disagree I, more. I, I, no, I, I'm with Martin on this. It's for that reason that I can't ever order a Domino's pizza from Hoddesdon ever again. You're I don't know black. what I'd get. Yeah. It could be. It could be. It could be anything. Gentlemen's relish and all sorts in that would be. That's the Domino sponsorship gone anyway, and the Harvester sponsorship. <laughs> gone. Um, we're narrowing it down, lads. We're soon gonna. There's only gonna be combat eight, combat eighteen left. The long staff of pod brought to you by combat. I think I think Brit, Brit first to, uh, to be talking on our door, haven't they? Yeah, you kit maybe, but uh, but anyway, listen. Uh, don't go for breakfast at Harvester. It's rubbish. Um, save your money. Go to a farm shop. Buy some nice stuff and cook it yourself. That's the moral of that story. So, should we leave it there, chaps? Seems like a good place to yeah. to go. Marvellous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Craig, I hope everything's all right in your gaff. And Mark, get well soon. And hopefully you'll be back. Are we going to do one next week? What is it next week? The 20th. That'll probably Not be the... quite Christmas. Yeah, that one I think will probably be all right. It might be the week after that might be a bit shaky because it's the bank holidays and stuff. Isn't yeah, it? We'll, we'll get one out next week and then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it for the week after. But I mean, we're almost certainly going to have to do one because it's week 16, isn't it? Week 17. Yeah, yeah I, I, may be, I may be podding from Austria, but we'll see what day it is. All right, well, as long off. as we've got the tint no, web, no. it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podding from Austria. I just thinks he's Rod Stewart. Oh, by the way, what I didn't say about Harvester is you can take a 12-inch plate in there. So, <laughs> on that bombshell. See you next week, boys. See you later. Take it easy. Cheers. All right, so we're back. It's the Wonka Chat. Just a quick roundup of mine and Martin's personal league. We're looking at expansion next year to get you in, Adam, because I think you've earned it. You've done a lot more than some people have to state their claim. And you've, you've you know, there are certain well, players... Well, I haven't in lost our... this year in your league. Well, you haven't. You're undefeated. And and, and you've, you've actually spent more time on our league than at least one of the players in our league. Yeah, who, <laughs> who doesn't listen to this podcast, so he won't get that reference. So, yeah. so. And who... And who um, Beat me this week in the consolation bracket. Well, might... Who was his kicker? Who was, his, was it his kicker that tipped it over the edge? Do you know what? It might have been, actually. Uh, what did he beat me by? 13, 14, 24 points. So, no. Um, what beat me was the fact that Devonta Adams and... Uh, Devonta Adams and Jordy Nelson both went off, didn't they? And, um, I, you know, any week, any week, anyone plays me. Frank Gore. He scored a touchdown. Frank Gore never scores touchdowns. You know, what are you going to do? And, he, he, you know, he's, I think he must have just left his lineup because he's got Russell Wilson and Andy Dalton and he played Andy Dalton over Wilson, which normally... No, no. Well, Andy Dalton was, bit... Dalton was playing Cleveland. He changed oh, that's that. that's right, yeah. The match, yeah. Yeah, that was my vinegar stroke. Sorry, lads. <laughs> Um, I don't know what that was all about. Uh, yeah, so Jameis Winston cost me. I thought it would be a shootout between the uh, Saints and the Bucks, but Winston scored eight points, and that's cost me the game. So, you know. Anyway, let's talk about more important matters, the prize bracket. And we're now in a position where if there was a war between Australia and who's another annoying nation? <laughs> France. France. Yeah. Austra- so there's a war between Australia and France and we're not going to get involved. You Ideally, you just want them both to be A couple more sponsorships there. gone. The tourist boards in those countries, they're not getting involved now, are they? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be sponsored by them. Um, yeah, you just want to see him annihilate it, it, each other. It's but... A little bit about um, about Australia, and this is just a little insight as to how petty I am, which will probably come <laughs> no surprise to either of you. But I remember, I think I must have been at university when someone told me that um, it was around the time of the Australian Olympics. So what was that? Two thousand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone told me that for every pint of Fosters. The Australian Olympic team got like a cent or something like that, and I haven't drunk Foster's since. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't fucking bring myself well to even potentially give money to the Australian Olympic team. I can't do it. 
So, I mean, the stuff's fucking terrible anyway. So it's no great loss to me. But that's how petty I am. I can't fucking drink Fosters because it might have once upon a time supported the Australian Olympic team. Do I need to be concerned that behind door, what is it now? So door 14, there's going to be a can of Fosters. Throw it away. <laughs> Throw it away. Um, back on the farm, Martin, you've, you're a lucky, lucky human, aren't you? Whatever T- makes you say that. T.Y. Hilton getting nearly 18 points and Martellus Bennett with 13. And then you look at Mike Evans, Antonio Gates, Melvin Gordon, you know... Neil's had it rough this week, and I think you're a lucky, you're a lucky boy, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I rolled the dice a little bit. I mean, I, I'd actually picked up a couple of... I picked up the defence, the Bengals' defence, two weeks ago in anticipation of this game, knowing I was going to be in the playoffs and didn't need to win last week to get in. So I was able to to kind of project a little bit and go, right, the matchup's there. So I picked up a couple of bits further down the line, which is the same reason I got Bradford, because I knew Bradford had two decent matchups here going going down the line. And yeah, it, you know, Bradford had Mariota on the bench, played Bradford, that's that's worked out right for me. But yeah, ultimately it's come down to the fact Melvin Gordon doesn't get injured as early as he does and scores the sort of points he's been scoring, then then all of a sudden there's, you know, what is it, twenty points I beat him by? And it gets a lot closer if um yeah, if Gordon uh, plays properly and you know Mike Evans doesn't get quite so so bottled up, but in fairness, so David Johnson didn't get his usual twenty nine or so points. He only got twelve this week, so he had a bit of a down week. But yeah, that's how I played it. I, I, I looked at matchups a couple of weeks in advance to give myself a chance because I, I I genuinely thought going into the playoffs, Niels was one of the more dangerous teams that that any of us could have could have come up against. Yep. Um, moving on to the heroes learners. I mean, look at the look at the performers of the he- heroes. You've got Des Bryant minus one point, Vance McDonald zero points. You know, Brandon Cook six points, Ben Roethlisberger two point six points, and the heroes won one hundred and two to sixty five. Well, he had two players. His two running backs beat the opposing team by themselves. Lev Bell and um, Jeremy Hill combined for 67 points and his opponent only got 65. So he could literally have played no one else but his two running backs and still won. I I had uh, that pairing uh, and Odell Beckham in another league and one against Mark in our other league that we play in. Um, So I, I know how smug Heap must be feeling right now. Yeah, and I've I've got Lev Bell in my um my Cambridgeshire Cats league as well, and I come I think 137 points to 65 or something like that. I I beat the um the fella in the first round of the playoffs. So yeah, if you had Lev Bell this week, you won. I, I can't see any team lost having lost with the geese that scored nearly 50 points. Yeah. So looking forward to the semi-finals. We've got the dynasty against the Browns in what I'm coining the anyone but these guys bowl. Well, I think by the very definition, one of us is going to the bowl. That's kind of how semi-finals work, though, isn't it? That that one of us is going to have to win this game, and one of us is have to go and play the. Um, There's no winners the in winners. this game, Martin. None. Although my matchup's got me versus, I think he was saying it's, it's all a bit messed up. I'm, I'm showing us playing La Roja at the moment. Yeah, on my phone. Looking we, at that, what we've got is a really bad commissioner who needs to pull his finger out, and I think we should get him on the show. In a couple of weeks' time, um, look. Let's. Um, we can't really analyse that game, then, can we? So why don't we just um, let's let's pick well, it a looks final. Like just... Let's pick a final. Who who do you think? Craig, I think is going to be there. He's he's riding that. He's throwing enough shit at the wall. He's got that Elliot and McCoy combo. I mean, Derek Carr's been hurt. Elliot's not had a good game for a little while, so it's not impossible. That he has a, a down week and uh, and struggles a bit, but now you look at those heroes. If Lev Bell does anything like he has been, and I can't see Roethlisberger laying another duck like he did this week, you know, I, I, I think it could well end up the um, the heroes versus dynasty for for the final, which 
of the four teams left in the competition, three are previous winners, and Craig's been to a final before. So, obviously, all of us have, have been there before. But uh, I, I think the final's going to end up um, Dynasty versus Heroes, with uh, Heroes edging it in the final. I think it'll be Dynasty against La Roja, if Julio Jones plays. Yeah. I don't think Lev Bell's going to have a big week next week. Just saying. Just putting it out there. Anyway, let's. Um, so there you go. We think it's going to be definitely Craig in the final and either could go either way in the, in the other one. Um, yeah. Let's leave it there then and we'll come back next week. Bye, mate. Cool. Cheers. Take it easy. Bye. Cheers. Bye, bye, bye.